So when I said that I don't have the words, that was not a lie. <laughs> These are my notes. I've got one little note card <laughs> with not a whole lot on it. But I like to do it that way. I guess I do this quite a bit. Um, my name's Olivia. I don't know if I said that. Um, and I do like little devotionals and stuff for the worship sets almost twice a week, um, once a week, every week, twice a week, every other week. Um, and so I'm pretty used to um, standing in front of people and talking about Jesus. I actually really like public speaking, which is kind of strange. So even though I'm kind of nervous right now, I'm still kind of excited too, which is really weird, but I count that as a blessing. Um, but because I do it so often, I found out what works best for me, and I found that taking a lot of notes and preparing a lot is not how I work, and that's not just me procrastinating, that's um, me realizing that the Holy Spirit works through me much better when I just get up here and let him work through me and pray that he works through me, because my words, they stink on their own. <laughs> Jesus, I love you, and I trust you. These are words that I pray every day. If you were to go through my journal, which I would appreciate if you would not do that, but if you did, you would see them written down hundreds of times because that's my prayer every day because I feel like the more I say it, the more I can really believe it. And like we said earlier, that I can really own that. Jesus, I love you, and I trust you. Psalm 27 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Last night, I was trying to figure out what I was going to say because I'm like, oh, it's you Sunday. I should probably prepare a little bit more than normal. No. And I really just need to stick with what works because last night I spent a brutal two hours at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 11.30 maybe, <laughs> trying to type up what I was going to say, trying to plan this. And it just got me into a frenzy. And I was really, really overwhelmed. And I felt like I was just going to mess everything up. My poor mom and sister, they were in the room with me like, what can we do to help? Can we help you? Casty picked out my outfit. She picked it out. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't have anything to wear. That's a lie. I've got tons of things to wear. But she just puts them together so much nicer than I do. <laughs> so she helped me out there. My mom's like getting me food. And oh my gosh, it was rough. So finally, I was just completely not acting like myself at all. And my mom just comes up to me and she just says, this is ridiculous. You are being selfish and you're not trusting God. She just laid it all out there. She called me selfish. <laughs> that hurts, but it was what I needed to hear. <laughs> it was what I needed to hear in that moment. I honestly had just written out this whole little sermon thing on trust. And then my mom comes up to me and says, you're not trusting God. Great. 
great. I'm like, Mom, are you reading my notes? She said, no. Oh, man. I spent a brutal night writing about trusting God but not trusting him. I, was, I realized that even though I say that I'm trusting God, sometimes it's a lot harder to actually trust him. And you think you're trusting him, but then you find yourself holding on to certain things. Like, dear God, I trust you with everything, but do it my way. That's not trusting God. Holding on to things, little things that you need to have control over. That's not trusting God. I love the song that um, we played, Here's My Heart. It's just the lyrics, Here's My Heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. That's a very raw song. And if you sing it like you mean it, if you really mean those lyrics, what you're saying is, Jesus, here's my heart. Here's my life. I give it all up to you. Speak what is true. Even if I don't like it, even if I don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense, Jesus, I want your truth because I trust you. Those lyrics really make me think. Psalm 107, 35 says, He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. Last night, my heart was like a cracked desert. But this morning, God revived it, and he filled it. I had to surrender the control that I wanted. And I know in my head that God's God's ways and his plans are so much better than any I could come up with on my own. But I had to take that step to choose to let him actually take control, to let go of that tight grip that I had. And I wanted to share with you guys today that just like he revived my dry heart, he will do the same for you. The last service, I forgot some of the notes that I needed backstage, and I made everyone sit here and wait for me to go get them. (laughs) Fortunately, this time, I remembered them. So I want you guys to think about um, if there is something that you are not truly trusting God with, something that you are holding on to so tightly, and I promise you, I promise you, whatever it is, God will take it and make it 10 times better than you ever could on your own. I was going through my journal last night and trying to find things to say. I do that a lot. Um, And I just found something that I wrote last March, and I just would like to share it with you. This is the only time you get to hear anything that's in here, so don't get any ideas. It says, I just told God that I'm all ears to find out what he wants for me to do with my life. But am I really? Have I really laid it all on the line? Saying, God, I will go anywhere. I'm open to anything that you might have for me. I give all my dreams, all my desires, all my hopes to you. 
I trust you, Jesus. Just please give me what I need for the next step. I love you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Like I said earlier, in the youth room, we like to challenge each other. And so I'm going to challenge you guys again this morning um, that you would just pray this prayer with me and try to let go of whatever you're holding on to. Everybody has something. If you're really completely trusting, then you're way further ahead than most people. Everyone has little things that sometimes they don't even realize they're still holding on to. So I challenge you right now to let go and to just be free of that burden because God can do it so much better than you can. And it takes effort to trust. It doesn't just happen. You have to consciously choose to trust Jesus. I once asked my mom, what do people do who don't believe in God? Where does their hope come from? Where does their joy come from? I can't even imagine going through life without having Jesus to turn to. Who is their solid rock? Where did they go? We have Jesus right there waiting. My heart was dry, not because of anything God was doing. It was because of me and the choices that I made. So I challenge you to choose to trust Jesus today. Will you please pray with me? Dear Jesus, we will go anywhere. We are open to anything that you might have for us today and in the days to come. We give you all of our dreams all of our desires, all of our hopes to you, Jesus, because we trust you and we love you and we know that anything that has your hand on it will be way more amazing than what we could make it on our own, Lord. Help us to really own that. Help us to truly learn to trust you, Jesus, through everything, thick and thin, big problems, little problems. Lord, you are in control. Please bless us today, and as we go out, help us to not remember this, Lord. Convict our hearts to trust you more and more every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Allison. I am a senior at Maple Grove, and last night um, I went to prepare um, what I was going to say this morning, and I kind of had an idea going in, um, and I started writing, and I was like, this, is, this isn't what God wants me to talk about. I, I was struggling. I couldn't really find the words, but you see, I've grown up in this church, and um, I've learned a lot of lessons, and one of those lessons just kept flashing through my mind as I was trying to write. And I was like, this, this is what God wants me to talk about. This is what I'm going to speak about. And I went to start writing, and the words just flowed right over the page. And it was just really cool to see God kind of work in that. But um, the name of this lesson uh, is called Drop Your Rock. 
and it was from my very first fall camp out when I was in like seventh grade. So it was really little. And um, the basic outline of it was that we all had this rock that we were holding on to, and it represented somebody that we hadn't forgiven. And as the night went on, we discussed forgiveness and what it means to really and truly forgive. And as, as the little seventh grader, I was like, wow, this really makes sense. And at the end of the night, um, we all considered the rock in our hand and who it represented. And we had a time of prayer and we were alone, um, just us and God. And after that time, if you felt that you were ready to forgive, you went up and dropped your rock. And um, at the end of the night, there's this huge pile of rocks just representing all this forgiveness that had just happened. And this image has always stayed with me, like whenever I've had to forgive somebody. But you see, forgiving's easy when it's the small things. But when I was really and deeply hurt by someone, it was in a whole different ballpark. I spent months after just, just crying out to God, please just, just let me forgive them. Then I can move on. Please just take away this pain. I want to be happy again. And months and months this went on, and it seemed nothing was happening. And I started to realize, though, that, that what I was saying in my mind wasn't what I was feeling in my heart. What I knew I was supposed to do... I. I didn't want to. For some reason, holding on to that, that anger and that, that resentment was easier than letting God just coming in and tr truly healing me. And after I came to that epiphany, you know, things suddenly seemed brighter. I mean, it was spring, so, you know, that could have been part of it. But um, at that time, I had been constantly journaling, and it was just like every night, just pages and pages and pages of what I was feeling and my prayers to God, you know, just why and help me. And all of a sudden, after that kind of realization, they just stopped abruptly for a few months. And, you know, I was looking back through them, and I realized just the vast difference between that last entry and the one that came a few months later, and how the one a few months later was all about how exciting the year had been and how much fun I was having with my friends. And, you know, it was, being, it was a great soccer season. You know, we were really having a good time. And it was, it was amazing the difference in my life once I truly allowed God into the situation. And I was able to reach a state of peace about it and forgive the people involved. And... It wasn't until that time that I realized how much God needs to be a part of forgiveness. I mean, most of the time, it's just like that simple, oh, sorry, I forgive you. Like when you're walking down the hallway and uh, Chase accidentally punches you in the back of the head. And <laughs> this is what he thought I was talking about first service. And he accidentally punches you in the back of the head. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. Then it's, then it's pretty easy. It's not like, God, I... I don't know, I, I'm really upset at Chase, I, I, should I forgive him? Like, that was one of those situations. It was pretty easy just to say, oh, it's okay, it was an accident, I forgive you. And um, you, don't, you don't really need to seek God as much in those situations. But, but wow, when life throws you a curveball 
and you're at a loss, God is the one to pick you up. He's the one to guide you and breathe life back into you. He's the one that ultimately brings you to that state of peace that allows you to open your fingers and drop that rock. I want to share a verse with you. Um, it is Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you yours. So once I allowed myself to forgive them, God forgave me, and I was able to grow closer with him. I was able to mature my relationship with him. I wasn't holding on to resentment and anger anymore. I was holding on to joy and peace. And it's just a wonderful thing when you allow God to heal you and cleanse you. And I just wanted to share that with you all and just really encourage you that when you're faced with a difficult situation, when you seem like there's no hope, you seem all alone, he will be the one to guide you. He will be the one to hold you when you're down and he will be the one that allows you to let go. So I just want to pray for you real quick. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everybody here. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you that no matter what, no matter how many times that we mess up, you still will take us back, that you still want us, you still love us, Lord. I just ask that you can breathe life into us, that you can be the one to guide our lives, that we can fully trust you, as Olivia said, that we can learn to forgive, we can learn to love, Lord. Please just, um, as we all go about different situations and different struggles, Lord, be there for us, be our comforter. We ask this in your name, amen. Hey guys, I'm Brennan Webb, and uh, well, good news for you guys, I'm the last one. All right, so I'm going to start with a little story. Um, we had a leadership meeting last Sunday, Sunday, Monday, and um, oh yeah. Steve goes, hey, Olivia, Allison, and Brennan, can you guys each speak for like five minutes each? And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got home, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Forgot I can't speak very well. Um, oh, by the way, hi, Mom. She gets mad at me if I don't wave. Um, so I decided that I wouldn't worry about what I'm going to speak about or how it's going to go because I was just going to pray about it. Other people were going to pray about it, and something would happen throughout my week that would 
show me like God saying, this is what I want you to talk about. So two nights ago, I'm at a friend's house at a little fire by the lake. And um, I, for whatever reason, just got emotional about a certain thing. Oh, shoot. I did this the same thing in the first service. I'll come back to this. Um, (laughs) So growing up, my older sister was a troublemaker, and um, that caused a lot of drama to be going on at home a lot. So I hung out with friends a lot. I was, like, just doing things around just to keep busy. Um, So... I kind of got in a habit of just hanging out with friends all the time. I never wanted to have one moment of downtime or I was bored. Um, so that carried on for a long time. I'm always with friends. And um, I was just thinking at that bonfire about how I don't really spend a whole lot of time at home. And I'm a senior in high school right now. And the, looking like I'm thinking 10 years from now, when I look back at my childhood, I'm going to think, wow, I had so much fun with friends. But then I'm not really going to say, like, oh, I had so much fun with my family. So it kind of hit me that I, when I have free time, I'll try to fill it up, but I don't try to fill it up with family. And I was thinking about how God commands us. One of his commandments is honor your mother and father. And I didn't feel like I had lived up to that as much as I could have. Um, So I'm going to try to improve in that. Um, Luckily, I'm going to JCC. (laughs) Go Jayhawks! (laughs) Um, So I have two more years to kind of even things out a little bit. Um, (laughs) This is a random thought, but... I think Trevor talked about this last year with priorities. He talked about the five F's of uh, life, faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness. And he added a six that was fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Sorry about that. But um, (laughs) so I just wanted to share my humbling experience that I had this week with you all, and um, I just want to ask that if you guys are wondering what to pray about, um, you can always pray about us seniors this year, um, because we have a lot on our plates and a lot to balance in our lives right now, so (laughs) let me pray for you guys, and um, Dear God, thank you for today, and thank you for bringing everybody out here that came. Thank you for making Youth Sunday another success. And I pray that as everybody goes out, they can um, remember at least something that somebody said today, and it can influence the way that they do something. Keep us all safe, and keep our fires going for you. In your name I pray, amen. So you guys are dismissed. I think we're out of time. And Tech is going to show the slideshow that they showed at the beginning. So if you want to stick around.